think the the true heroes are those people that are every day finding ways, often at great personal risk, to make sure students have learning devices in their hands, to make sure that students have meals, make sure families are taken care of. And those everyday acts that are often taken for granted, I think can truly be celebrated. I think one neat thing is right now, positions really don't matter. Uh, yeah, she's in administration, but she's out there hand-to-hand -hand combat, handed out Chromebooks and food, and it, everyone's chipping in to get the job done. And I think that says a lot about the leadership at the school district that that's trickling down. Welcome to the 205 Vibe podcast. Um, and, you know, this is, uh, as we're living in this kind of quarantine world, this is uh, definitely different for all of us. But um, I really appreciate my guests. I know I say that all the time, but I'm very, very uh, not only happy and honored to have uh, the mayor of our great city, uh, Mayor Tom McNamara, and the superintendent of our great city, uh, Dr. Aaron Jarrett. So really thank you both of you for taking the time out to talk to me. Appreciate the opportunity appreciate to be with it. both of you. Thanks for having me, uh, Errol. So one of the things I just want to just jump right in, and, and Mayor, if I may, if I, I want to just start with you, as just as we, you know, again, as we all make this adjustment and we're all kind of, you know, kind of, you know, sheltering in place together, there, there's this range of emotions um, that, that I personally have. And I just wanted to just get your take on it, just from the standpoint of, not only with the with the with the COVID nineteen pandemic has done with the loss of life, people who have lost their lives, people who have gotten it, people who have recovered from it, uh, our emergency responders who are on the front line. I have a brother who's a doctor. Uh, we have great people out there, uh, whether it's delivery drivers, people in grocery stores. If you just start there, just the the human impact of of this pandemic and and all of the people who are have made sacrifices and are making sacrifices. Yeah, so Earl, I think that's a great point. So it, it always sounds a little cliche when you say every single person's impacted by this, but when you think about uh, this specific pandemic and this particular crisis that we're all facing, I, I truly, uh, I've sat back and tried to think, I can't think of someone who would not be impacted by it. Uh, uh, I mean, we're here with our fantastic superintendent. You think about all the the teachers who are impacted. Uh, then the the brand new teachers, the parents uh, who are at home with their kids. Uh, every single person's impacted. I would say, for me, I'm in a really fortunate position, and I think, uh, and I don't say this lightly, and I mean every word of it. You, you get a unique perspective, and I would venture to say Aaron probably sees uh, the same things. You get a unique perspective to see how amazing citizens are uh, and how resilient, uh, how courageous, and how much, uh, although we are apart, how much uh, we have been trying to stay connected and stay together. Uh, and I think if you think of any time in our history to have to deal with something like this, probably now is the best time. And I don't say that as, hey, this is a good time. I say that this is a good time because, because of the technology, uh, because of the advancements our society has afforded us, we can have a, a podcast like this. Uh, I can still see my mother and father, even though I can't go to their home. Uh, I can still see them on FaceTime. I can still Marco Polo with my brothers and sisters. I, I can still be connected in those ways. 
but you see all the uh, the kind of quiet heroes who have risen to the top and who said, hey, pandemic, uh, no matter what's going on, I'm going to step up and serve my community. If it's making a mask, if it's dropping off food, if it's uh, purchasing food for emergency uh, responders and healthcare workers, whatever those things are, they're all stepping up. We now have a donation center in Rockford headed up by all volunteers. That's phenomenal. I, I just think it says a lot about our people, the character that they have and the values that they have. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Jarrett, the same question to you. Just I know how serious you take uh, this idea of, you know, in your leadership role that that uh, we ask people to, you know, get out there on the front lines. We call them essential personnel and whether they're feeding students, whether they're, you know, it's operational things that have to be done, bus drivers. You know, there are lots of people who are who are out the principals delivering, you know, educational materials. And, and again, so, so you same question to you, just the humanity of, um, you know, because we're talking the emotions of, you know, again, people who have lost loved ones who are getting sick, recovered. Just what are your thoughts on, on all of that? Well, I, I just am honored to be the superintendent working in a community where we have great local leadership like our mayor and a governor that has been way ahead of the curve in terms of doing things proactively to keep people safe. And as the superintendent of the district, I think a big part of my role has been to just try to help in any way I can to acknowledge and honor all of the great work people are doing throughout our community and specifically as it pertains to supporting our 29,000 students. Um, I, I really think the the true heroes are those people that are every day finding ways, often at great personal risk, to make sure students have uh, learning devices in their hands, to make sure that students have meals, make sure families are taken care of. And those everyday acts that are often taken for granted, I think, can truly be celebrated. You know, and there's other ways people can be heroic. They can be heroic by following guidelines and staying safe in their homes and and contributing to not spreading uh, this COVID-19 any faster than, than it's going to to keep our healthcare systems available. And so when I think of our healthcare system, when I think of our city and workers that help keep us safe, when I think of all of the people that work in our school district and all the volunteers, everybody is doing their part uh, all the way right down to people who are doing their part by helping all of us stay safe by honoring the quarantine. You know, thank you, Dr. Jerry. That's a great segue because that's I just want to I, I want to ask the mayor about that. When you when you talk about people doing their part uh, by by make, making sure they shelter in place and follow those rules. You know, Mayor, I, you're doing a great job. You're reaching to people. Uh, I, I see your your daily your daily news briefings. Uh, I, I get and receive and read your newsletter. Uh, lots of good information, resources. But you've been pretty consistent about. A certain that message uh and I, I see the fire just knowing you i see that that fire in your belly about making sure that you know people adhere to that why why is that so important you is, is that why has that been is that been your consistent message what, what would you say is a key point as you're having those briefings as you're sending out information what is the what kind of one of the main things you just want to get across to the citizens of rockford i would say two big things one is uh Right now, you really do have to stay home. Uh, and right now, you, you do save lives by staying home. And I think uh, 
I guess I, just on a personal level, you, you look at our health systems. We're really fortunate in Rockford to have three phenomenal health systems. And then you add on top of that Crusader Community Health. Uh, they're all working as one. Uh, but we all collectively know that if we get a huge surge of patients, that even through our best efforts, we're not going to be able to care for them all. And so we have backup plans. Uh, we are ready for that. We have prepared for that together. But my big fear, and the reason I, I think maybe people are seeing a little fire uh, from me, is I don't want to ever get to the day that, you know, quite honestly, Earl calls me and says, hey, my cousin's really sick and can't get in. I mean, you're a citizen. You're a friend. Uh, everyone in Rockford, we're, we're that, you know, big, small town city that you know almost everyone. And those are your friends and family and your neighbors. And the idea that we could potentially get to a point that we couldn't care for people, uh, I just can't let that happen. And so I think the best defense that we have right now, uh, there's really two. One, be healthy. And two, stay home. Uh, I think that's really the biggest thing. And the last thing, the second point that I don't think I've done a good enough job uh, or I could do a better job of is citizens need to remain hopeful. Uh, you can sit there, and I mean, we all do it. Uh, we're all on our phones all day. You're looking at news. You're looking at the numbers, the number of people who have the virus, the number of people who have died, uh, how the surge is going to come. You look at all this, quite honestly, really depressing information, and it, it takes a lot out of you personally. It adds more stress and strain on your relationships with your spouse or maybe your coworkers. It's all this uh, weight on your shoulders we have to remain hopeful. There will be a day after COVID-19. Uh, and when that day comes, uh, we as a community and collectively need to be prepared to make sure that we rebound like Rockford's never seen a rebound before and that we come back stronger and better than ever and more more together. I mean, I, Dr. Jarrett called, uh, it was maybe last week. He said, hey, do you think you, uh, Representative West and Comcast can get on the phone? The next day, all of us dropped what we were doing to do that. That type of connectivity, that type of togetherness saying we have one job. This is, uh, yes, it'll benefit the school district and the kids uh, that go to the school district, but it benefits everyone. It, it, yes, it's Aaron's direct job, but it's all of our job. I think if we can take that silver lining and that type of collaboration to the day after COVID, we're going to be a hell of a city and one that I think everyone's going to be proud to be part of. Hey, hey, I'm loving you guys' chemistry, man. You guys are just setting up the next question back and forth. I love this volley back and forth. Thank you for another great segue. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, so, Superintendent, the, the mayor just kind of brought up something that I just want to kind of want to just go go with, go you know ask you next is when he talked about kind of this you know when you you guys met to to kind of set up Wi Fi you and Representative West um, if you I know you've been doing lots of interviews but if you could just catch us up to speed on you know you're, we're we're not unique to a bunch of school districts across the country uh, let alone in Illinois but if you could just catch us up to speed to you started off feeding kids you've had some food sites you. Then, you know, then it's all about teaching and learning and making sure kids got Chromebooks. And then you had to come up with these educational platforms, if you will, for teachers to engage with their students. Just catch us up to what's that all been like and kind of where we are with all of that. 
Earl, you got us off to a great start by kind of summarizing some of the big steps. I mean, from my perspective, it goes back to my old Psych 101 days. There was a theorist named Abraham Maslow who has something called the Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And boy, has that bounced off the page of everybody's textbook, textbooks as we've gone through this. And what it really means is at the high, high end, we want to do great things for remote learning for all of our students to make sure all 29,000 students are maximizing their learning opportunities. But we had to start with safety and shelter in place. And then we worked our way up to making sure people were fed. And we've had wonderful partners uh, to help keep our citizens and our school district people safe, to help keep our students safe. And then we worked our way up and we said, gosh, how can we partner with all the different community entities to make sure families have food? And I've been so proud that while the school district has contributed to that, I've been blown away by the depth of caring people and organizations we have in this community that have been our partners in that endeavor. We're serving 2,000 meals a day, but as a community, we're probably serving five or six times that because we have that kind of ingenuity. And then we worked our way up and said, you know what? We have major challenges with teaching and learning. We have to build the proverbial plane as we fly it because we are not a district that had addressed the one-to-one issue because we hadn't quite figured out issues like Wi-Fi connectivity for all of our students. And the last thing we wanted to do is hand students a device and tell them to go congregate in a Starbucks or uh, or, or a laundromat because you can't do those things right now. That's not that's off the table. The normal solutions aren't don't exist. So that takes great problem solving. That's where as we handed out nearly 15,000 Chromebooks, our next challenge was how do we make sure all of our students can use those Chromebooks? Because, frankly, we literally have over a 1,000 families that have connectivity issues. And that's where the mayor and Representative West and Comcast all came in at your urging, Earl, uh, brought us all together. And uh, we built what I think is a really good plan for connectivity. And I think that over the next week or so, we will increasingly see families get personal phone calls throughout the district that have expressed those needs. And we're going to try to direct them and help them in any way we can to get the assistance they need. But boy, this is both a huge challenge, but it's also an amazing opportunity because Tom and I have talked about what, how great will it be if next year we can announce to the community that this was awful, but we came back stronger. In fact, we're never going to have another snow day again. Wouldn't that be great? We'll, we'll safely be at home and get a full learning day in February. That's when I'm big happy blizzard. under 18 can't vote. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so uh, really, really exciting, really exciting opportunities can often come out of crisis. And I think the key is that we work together throughout the community to make sure the basic needs were met first. So I think uh, Abraham Maslow would be proud of Rockford, Illinois right now. I just want to add before you go, Earl, is uh, I think it's been understated the job that RPS has done when it comes to feeding kids, when it comes to getting and delivering those Chromebooks uh, and also bridging that digital divide. I mean, you doing that uh, with a year's notice would be difficult. Doing that with being able to have one-on-one interactions would be difficult. But doing it in today's circumstances, practicing social distancing during a first ever stay at home order for the state of Illinois, I I think the district, I I think uh, Dr. Jarrett showing tremendous leadership. I think obviously he would say it too. It's not him. It's his entire team. Uh, Just done a phenomenal job. I don't think it's been, we probably haven't had the true opportunity to celebrate that uh, job. 
and I would just say I saw somewhere I may have been on social media, but you know, you have uh, Susan Fumo who is out there handing out things. If it was food or Chromebooks, I can't quite recall. But you talk about people. Uh, we were talking in a previous question what people are doing. I think one neat thing is right now positions really don't matter. Uh, yeah, she's in administration, but she's out there hand-to-hand -hand combat, handing out Chromebooks and food, and it, everyone's chipping in to get the job done. And I think that says a lot about the leadership at the school district that that's trickling down. Thank, thank you for that, Mayor. Um, and while we're just talking about that, you know, Superintendent, while we're just before we get off that topic, uh, I, I just I want to take the opportunity as well, um, since we're talking about that. Now that you've gotten kind of that out the way, you know, I think the you know what the big question for a lot of people, a lot of families. I think you guys mentioned it earlier. You know, if you're a teacher, this is new. Right. Online learning. If you're a family, you you know, whether you're at home with your kids trying to get them engaged in the learning, you might have to go to work. Everyone's family situation is different. Right. You got these Chromebooks, you got you're connected. And so it's like, now what? You know, if you're a kid. Right. If I'm a kid at home, what? why should I be engaged? And what you know, what do you want me to do with this Chromebook, Mr. Superintendent? You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm on YouTube right now. Uh, you know, you know, what, what what's what's the expectation? expectation for me as a student. You know, kids are smart. They figure it out. And once they figure out, hey, does this really count or does it not count? What's your expectation for families and students uh, as it relates to learning now that we have all these materials in their hands? They're fed. Okay, so what does the learning look like from home? Well, Earl, this is a great opportunity to remind our, all of our students that learning is more than just a letter grade. Now, we absolutely want students that were failing courses or eight, particularly at the high school and middle school level where they're getting letter grades. We want them to have a chance to improve their grades, interact with their teacher on a regular basis. But learning is also bigger than just about preparing for the next standardized test or getting the next grade. And I think this is an opportunity for us to think more globally about what teaching and learning really can look like. And I've been extremely impressed with the way many of our teachers are finding unique ways to connect virtually and remotely with our students and are reinforcing that message every day. Learning can be about feedback from teachers. And I think the key is that we are actively engaged and participating together. Students need teachers and teachers need students. Students need the feedback from teachers and teachers need to continue to inspire students to learn when, yes, the, the, the very base level, while, while why many of us were motivated with school was to get that turn a B into a C or a C into a B or a B into an A. But the bigger picture here is we want students to be able to read, write and communicate with high levels of proficiency. We want them to be successful and this is a great opportunity to improve, to learn, and to build up uh, massive expertise to learn in new ways. Thank you. Um, you know, Mayor, as as citizens, as, we, as you said, you know, people are looking at the news or reading what they can. You know, I I, I don't envy uh, you a lot of the the leadership role that that you both have to play. Uh, but Mayor, as as we look from a, from a national level to a state level to a local level, I believe it was Tip O'Neill who said all politics are local, right? And so when you get down to the local level, just what what goes through the decision make, making matrix, if you will, as to 
listening to health officials about what's the right thing to do and how to proceed versus kind of the other shoe, right? We talked about the humanity side, but you know, as mayor of a city, you got lots of small businesses who are closed, lots of businesses who are worried about, you know, are they going to survive? Are they going to stay open? Uh, There's just this domino effect, if you will. Um, Just just what is that like for you to kind of, you know, public health and safety versus, man, people still, you know, uh, you know, unemployment, people are losing their jobs, that that other piece of the, the economic piece, you know, how do you balance that too? And how do you go about making those those decisions? So good question. Uh, not sure I have the best answer for it, but would say, uh, one, I've been really fortunate. We have amazing people uh, at the city. Uh, we have a, a really wonderful team uh, that's just working overtime and doing a great job. I would say probably similar to uh, the school district. Uh, For us locally making decisions, yeah, we are really relying heavily on the health experts. Uh, I got to tip my hat to Dr. Sandra Martell. I think she's really done an exceptional job. Uh, Really unpopular positions at times that she must take to protect us and uh, our public health. Uh, but she's done it. She's done it with grace and with class and with a lot of strength. Uh, really great job. And she's someone I lean to on a host of issues. And then we brought together all the CEOs of our major health systems. And I talk to them every single day, uh, hearing what their concerns are. Then I've ut- tried to utilize uh, technologies like a, a call like this on Zoom or WebEx uh, and meet with as many businesses and would say I've probably met with I would say probably six to 800 businesses over the last four or five weeks, just with uh, various calls, uh, conference calls, uh, virtual meetings like this. And, and Mayor, uh, what, are, what, are, what are they saying? What are their concerns? What, what are you hearing from them? <clears throat> Remarkably, uh, to me, their number one concern, almost universally, is their staff. And it's not their bottom line, it's their staff. How? What is best for their staff? Even if they're uh, deemed essential by the governor, should they be open and how do they protect their staff when they're open? Uh, And then how does their staff get unemployment? Things of that nature. So we are balancing. It's really a a balancing act with public health and being ready to move forward and also dealing with today's current conditions. So you got kind of three layers. So uh, I would say over the next 10 days, you're going to hear us talk a lot more about moving forward. Uh, And I think that moving forward uh, is going to be a phased process. I think people need to understand that there's no light switch that says everything's on. I don't care who says uh, that. uh, It's just not feasible. And it's not practical, especially when you listen to the health experts and the cases that we're going to have. I mean, we probably, we, our models still show as of this morning that we're not going to reach our peak until uh, April 29th to May 6th. So uh, here locally. Now, what does our peak look like? I think we're doing a really good job bringing that uh, curve down with our social distancing and people staying home and taking that seriously. But you have to balance all of these things and to balance them effectively to answer your question, you have to have really wonderful people around you that you can trust to actually just go get the job done. And we have that at the city. Uh, our, both of our chiefs are doing a phenomenal job. Our finance director is, uh, I would say, in a continuous uh, struggle uh, being at the city to work on our finances. But now is something like we've never seen before. 
uh, city administrator, legal director, all being asked to do so much more. And they're stepping up and just knocking it out of the park. That's awesome. I'm, I'm going to come back to that, but I just kind of want to ask the superintendent along those same lines. I, I don't think um, m- most people um, would probably assume we don't know yet until the, the governor makes that decision that we probably won't be having school in the rest of the year. But uh, absent that decision, Dr. Jared, I mean, you know, if, if that is the case, how does that change things, right? You know, once do you think, I mean, do you think that changes things for families? How does it change things for the district? To, are we all, are people over there already prepared that that's going to kind of be the case that we won't have school back? Um, I mean, are we, are we waiting on that decision? And, you know, what, what, why does that change uh, your approach to uh, what's going on right now? We are going to have to immediately shift gears and thinking um, and advocating for, as Mayor McNamara pointed out, the importance of some kind of a phased rollout of getting some ability to to congregate in safe ways that uh, that are deemed um, reasonable based on the conditions. What might an extended summer learning environment look like? Because despite our best efforts, and amazing partnership with the with the city and other entities there will be holes in any remote learning rollout that we have there 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 frankly is not a complete substitute for the face-to-face interaction and support that many of our students receive, uh, whether it's in the school system or whether it's through other partners, whether it's the after-school partnerships that they have where they go for face-to-face gathering places, times with coaches and co-curriculars. Um, we're doing the best we can in all those areas, but I think we have a huge opportunity to take a fresh look at what does June, July, and August look like. Now, I know June is unlikely to be wide open for full student attendance either. But if there's anything we can do to start to create hybrids that are safe and approved, but yet allow for more student interaction, I think we have to be planning for that. And then we have to be ready to do everything we can to meet the needs of our students uh, that have potentially fallen a little bit further behind because of this time period and make sure the fall as well as the extended learning in the summer, do everything we can to get them back on track. And I know we'll have great partners throughout the community that will roll up their sleeves to help us in every way. And I'm certainly appreciative and echo everything Mayor McNamara said about his entire team, uh, as well as the mayor. Our local leadership has been extraordinary. It's been safety first and greatly, greately appreciated. Uh, uh, just a few more. See, I could, I could just, I love talking to you guys. Uh, just, just a couple. I just want to build on that, though, uh, Mayor. Just coming back to you, I just because you both are hitting on it like an important topic that I know people are wondering about, right? This kind of coming out of, right? And what does it look like? What is it going to look like moving forward? And uh, Mayor, just building on what you just were talking about earlier, and the superintendent. I mean, obviously, a lot of this is going to depend on. Uh, the individual themselves, right? Right. It's uh, we talk about consumer confidence. You talked about the business owners who are worried about their workers, right? And and so I don't think anyone imagines us. Everyone saying, okay, whatever the date is, let's all just go back to normal. Just in your mind, what do you think it's going to take for? Just the average individual who's whether they have health problems or not, whether they're worried about catching this, whether you know what what needs to be in place. Uh, is it more testing? Is it a vaccine? What, 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 why, why, what do you think is going to, when will people feel comfortable, you think, when, to start kind of doing something, even if you open things back up slowly or, you know, whether it's, hey, let's come back to work. What, what's going to need to be in place for people to feel like, okay, this is okay now? So uh, 
Probably multiple things. Uh, one, uh, the ultimate vaccine. Uh, I think that is, that's the ultimate. I, I think uh, to, in the meantime, uh, while we all sit and wait, um, I think it's one, understanding that their leadership is working collaboratively uh, and calmly together uh, to create a thoughtful uh, kind of reintegration approach uh, to our economy and to our regular lives. Uh, and I think that's going to start with uh, maybe smaller gatherings, kind of almost a reverse of what we did uh, to get to this uh, stay-at-home order, smaller gatherings, because I, I think uh, when when maybe you see Aaron and Earl out at a place, you start to feel comfortable yourself that you too mm, could go out. Interesting. Mm -hmm. When you see those friends and family members out doing those things. So I think smaller gatherings uh, to begin with, with uh, some additional precautions. If that's you go to a restaurant and your server is wearing a, a homemade mask, uh, that, that may seem a little odd, but that may give you a sense of comfort uh, to go. Uh, and I'm not saying we have to do that. I'm just giving ideas. <laughs> um, but I think uh, having a, a plan, having that plan public and having some buy-in of that plan will help immensely. And I think making sure that it's not just, okay, hey guys, uh, that was last Friday, but Monday we're all open. I think having that thoughtful approach to how that's going to open up it will be important. And what we've been trying to do and what you'll see us do is uh, with businesses specifically, we're asking them, uh, we're telling them, hey, you're going to have some restrictions. Which ones can you live with? Which ones can you think of on your own? Bring those forward. So we're working on uh, 10 working groups. Uh, we're going to be asking Dr. Jared to be on one of those for education and workforce. Uh, what can we do from a city standpoint and what can our entire community do to ensure that when we get out of this, we get out of this stronger than when, than when we got into you, you both represent uh, forms of representative democracy. Uh, Dr. Jared, uh, school board, uh, you know, the mayor obviously being an elected official and, and an alderman. Uh, Dr. Jared, I'm just curious, what are, what are, what are your, your school board members uh, hearing from their constituents and their families? What, what are some of their concerns uh, in terms of uh, this um, coronavirus pandemic? I think their concerns have mirrored those concerns of the community for our students. Uh, it started with making sure basic needs of safety and food and shelter were met. And then we worked our way up and started saying, okay, is our community doing everything it can to maximize educational opportunities for students? And so as we work together as a community to stabilize some of those basic needs for food and shelter and safety, we were able to work our way up and really dive pretty deeply in on how to make remote learning as good as possible. And that meant 2,000 teachers learning some new skills in many cases. That meant 29,000 students gaining access to devices and learning how to use those devices and learning how to learn in new ways. And so that's really where the Board of Education's been. I think they've been a good proxy for our community. I can tell you this. Um, I used, I used to do a weekly, a weekly kind of board update and once a month check in with board members. It's more like a two or three times a day board update <laughs> right now because things are happening fast. There's constant new information to share. And I think it's really important as the elected representatives of our community that they have the latest and greatest in information. And, and I know, uh, Mayor McNamara and his team have been 
very open with their communication, not only with the Rockford School District, but with all of the different uh, parts of the constituency that make up the city of Rockford. Same question to you, Mayor. Mayor, just you're, I know you're in contact with your aldermen. What do you hear from the aldermen, and what are their concerns and their, their about their constituents as well? Um, so you, I think uh, very much uh, what Aaron said. Those they want to make sure those basic necessities are taken care of, and uh, for us, it, it is uh, food and shelter. It's making sure that we are providing programs and access to pro or pro, we're providing the program or access to programs to help and initiatives to help. Uh, their citizens, their residents with uh, their rent, their mortgage, their NICOR, their ComEd bills, things of that nature. Uh, I would say we're in a unique time of this shutdown that uh, it's really wearing on individuals. And there's a big emotional burden. So we have teamed up with family counseling services uh, to offer services to residents. So they're worried about those things. At the same time, each uh, alderman has businesses in their area who I think are beginning to get that uh, sense of uh, uneasiness. Uh, their uh, you know, reserves have been depleted and they're getting a little anxious to open back up. Uh, so they're dealing and trying to balance uh, all of that. So uh, I would say one thing that uh, as an elected leader, and I, I won't speak for Aaron, but I would say one thing I've had to get comfortable with uh, is what you say today uh, may be totally wrong tomorrow. Uh, Aaron touched on it a, a little bit, but um, information I cannot stress to citizens or to uh, even my own employees uh, is literally changing hour by hour. There's new requirement, there's new policies, there's new protocols, new regulations, and it's just inundating you. And so you may say, uh, I mean, it was perfect, actually. I mean, one night I said, hey, uh, go out and eat at local restaurants. Literally, the next day, I was telling residents, hey, do not go to a local <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Get carry out. Um, and so you don't, I mean, for elected leaders, uh, it, you're always seen as stronger if you're just consistent and you never waver. Sure, sure. But to me, uh, what we've tried to adapt to is, hey, uh, we don't own this. The virus owns this sure. schedule. Uh, what, sure. All that we can do is uh, rely on health experts and rely on the new information and data that we get and make the best decision for that hour, that day. And we'll worry about what comes next uh, and how we have to transition our messages as they come. And Earl, you're in communications, a tremendous at it. It's difficult to make those changes, sure. right? But you've sure. got to do it. I'm glad you said that's a very important point. Before, as we're winding down here, I just have a, I do have a, some lighter questions, but before I do, Superintendent, I would be remiss, Dr. Jared, if I didn't ask, do you have any information uh, to, at this point on, I know, we, I know there was a letter that went out that we postponed proms, but anything on graduations, um, you know, proms, any of those springs, athletics, summer activities, uh, is there any information you can give uh, on kind of what's what's going to happen? You know, families who's you know kids who still got a bunch of stuff in their lockers. Uh, you know, as you're thinking through all that stuff, do you have any update on any of those uh, those things that that a lot of students and families care about? And and just anything to say, you know, I, I, one thing I know about you why you wanted to delay and you know, whether it's canceling or closing schools because you know how important whether it's that senior year or, or those moments that are so important. For for students and families to have to kind of give that up. And uh, just wanted to just have you touch on that, if you would, please. 
Thank you, Earl. Yeah, you know, this my heart goes out to this senior class in particular. All students have been impacted, but when I think of students that are hanging on for some hope that they'll have spring athletics, to having a, a prom, to uh, a normal graduation where, where we can assemble people. A lot of those are in real question right now. And um, and the reality is one of the things I was really proud of our high school principals, the five of them got together and they personally reached out to all the seniors and said, hey, we may probably are, it's pretty unlikely that we're going to have a traditional prom, but we're going to figure something out. And I wish I had more information to report, but I can tell you that those five individuals are people of their word and I will do everything I can to support them. Graduation is going to be the same thing. Graduation may happen in July this year instead of in June, early June or late May as it has in the past. It may uh, be outdoors instead of indoors. We may have uh, less people that can get together um, and have to do some virtual things to mix in. I don't know what the final solution will be, but I can tell you that first and foremost, we will keep people safe. And we will do what it takes to commit that our seniors have the best possible experiences they can have under these very, very challenging circumstances. And we will honor and remember uh, what these seniors had to give up. And we will always celebrate them for the selfless way that they have approached this, as we've expected our entire world, country, community, and, and, our, and, and our seniors have a special place in my heart for what they've had to endure because I, I frankly would have a hard time imagining what that would be like to have to give up some of those events. So we are going to do everything we can as a community to reach out our, and, and help those students in any way that we can. A couple of lighter questions. All right, before we, before we end here, Mayor, I got it. So I got to say, for me, man, I, I'm just, just, just tell me, like, I, I, I'll, for me, I miss going to the Y, man. I do. I miss because I'm at home. I'm eating way too much. This is just get. This is just getting out of control. I miss exercising, and now I'm even worried about what's it going to even look like for me to go back and feel comfortable to go back and being in that environment. So I just have to ask both of you, Mary, you first. Like, what, what do you miss? What are you missing about just kind of what you what we was our normal congregating and doing some of those other activities? Uh, what's what's something that stands out for you? I would say one, I'm really upset. I don't know Lori Lightfoot's stylus. I need a haircut. Uh, two, uh, absolutely love golfing. I really want our public uh, Rockford Park District courses open. Three, uh, I'm one of uh, 29 McNamara's and we oh, get together, wow. as my wife would tell you very openly, she would tell you way too often we get together. Um, but we love to get together if it's for a Sunday dinner, a Saturday morning breakfast. Uh, we just always get together and we live close to each other. Uh, and to see each other and not uh, be able to really get close to each other—that's that's been difficult. Dr. Jerry, what about you? What what, are, what, are you, what have you missed? Just kind of doing. You know, I miss time with friends and family. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to. I I'm I'm an the extrovert's extrovert. I enjoy being with people, and so this has been challenging to say the least. To uh, rely on Zoom get-togethers and uh, lots of virtual conversations. I, I genuinely uh, enjoy being with friends and family and having that time to 
process some of these difficult times that we're going through. And it's made it a little extra hard to, to not have those opportunities, frankly. So I am loving the time I'm getting with my immediate family, though. That's been a real silver lining. I always try to find the blessings. And for me, a huge blessing has been I have a 16 and a 13-year-old at home, and I have a, the greatest captive audience with, with my, <laughs> my son and my daughter. And I love how much time my wife and I have been able to spend together as a family. Now, they are ready at any point to spend less time with us but i but 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 my wife christy and i are greatly enjoying having their undivided attention for an extended period of time that has been the silver lining of all silver linings thank you dr you took my last question that was going to be that like that was going to be my question after was this idea of what are you doing it sounds like you're spending you know what what as a result of this right right what what how have you been spending your time at home sounds like you've been spending lots of time with family zoom parties what i mean is it are you any indulging any of that, like zooming with friends? Yeah, there's and... been important things to cover, Earl. I mean, we've had to get to the bottom of this whole Tiger King phenomena, and, and you know, those are those are things that you can't do unless you at least have some friends uh, talking about it over Zoom. I, I'm both fascinated but deeply concerned for the fate of our democracy when I watch content like the Tiger King. What about I, uh, you, Mayor? I, I Mayor, wanted have to have doing? a virtual background and it be uh, Tiger King during this. I think I you could pull it off. All. Mayor McNair, I, I, I think you could pull that off for sure. My hair is about to look like his if I don't get a haircut. Um, Mayor, what about you? What have you been doing, man? What, what, how have you been spending time at home with the family? And So I would have, say, uh, and I, I again, hope this comes out right. Uh, I love going to community events and I do a lot of them when we're not in the COVID time. Uh, but I miss my kids a lot and because they're younger they're two and four i've gotten the opportunity except once or twice a week to read them books every night before they go to bed and that has been awesome on the flip side my wife has had me clean out our entire garage (laughs) um i've cleaned out our basement uh so you know being home all weekend is something brand new to me um, I have probably not been home all weekend for four years. So to do wow. that, uh, wow. it, it's been a, it's been great, though, for Sarah and I uh, and then our kids, Olympia and Malachi. It's been awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And and, and uh, I, again, I really appreciate both of your time. Dr. Jared, last question for you, because the mayor, as because this is his second 205 Vibe podcast, has already answered these questions. So since you are, this is your first visit, uh, you got to answer three questions that every guest gets asked. And so uh, the first one is, and what an appropriate time. You know, Dr. Jared, if you're at home and you got some downtime relaxing, do you have a favorite movie or a TV show? I mean, or what are you watching on TV? If you if you're watching TV, what are you watching? I've been on a total documentary, but like fun documentary bender lately. I I, I got into the Tiger King. I've been watching the McMillions uh, <laughs> about how they scammed the McMillions. Um, I, I watched one that was about the corruption in college basketball. I mean, I have had time to really dive deep, and I've also gone into a very deep dive of uh reading all kinds of jack reacher novels uh ah, so ah. I, i've needed some good escapism and so re- the, the combination of, di- of documentaries uh some films and uh some good novels have really really helped 
That uh, old so, documentary is coming out. That's going to be awesome. I can't <laughs> wait. I, the Last Dance. I, I'm, I'm, that's, that'll be appointment viewing for me. <laughs> uh, Dr. Jared, if uh, you're at home, you're relaxing, if I jump in your car, or if you're just uh, kicked back, what, 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 what are you listening to? What kind of, what, is there a certain genre of music you like? Is there a particular artist that, you, that you're rocking? Like, what, what are you listening to? So it's very, very rare that I'm listening to music in the car. I am almost always podcasting. So you may find me listening to the 205 Vibe. You are certainly going to have me listening to some kind of um, talk format, um, whether it's podcasting. When I'm working out is when I get into the music. What do you listen to when you're working out? I've been going a little bit heavy on the kind of, beach country kind of stuff i've gone a little bit into the 70s and 80s stuff to to remind me to remind me of some simpler and happier times um and then i try my best to keep up with my uh 13 and 16 year olds but often find myself not quite all the way there on their musical taste i always picked you for like a lizzo person Last question. Um, if uh, you know it's, it's 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 Father's Day, it's your birthday. Uh, what do you what do you, where are you going to eat? Do you, do you have a favorite restaurant, or is there a favorite dish that someone could put in front of you every time? And it's like this is it. I, I, this is what I want to eat. What would that be? Is there well, okay? I, I I have really uh, tried to be disciplined during the week, but on the weekends we have really tried to support local businesses. And I I was extremely impressed with the way Lucha Cantina handled their carry out business the curbside pickup was fantastic and had a great meal that was actually my that was actually my birthday dinner was, was okay Lucha. okay but i i love what um al castro at alchemy has done to provide uh uh his pizzas uh in a kind of a in a kind of a preserved way so that you can cook those at home and um gosh uh Real big fan of virtually all of the local restaurants in town. That's typically where you're going to find me if restaurants are open or if restaurants are only available through curbside. You're going to find me at a a Salamone's North, an Alchemy, or uh, perhaps a Lucha. (laughs) Fantastic. Gentlemen, I I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I can't, this, I truly enjoyed this. Uh, You both are, you know, great, great friends, great men, great leaders. I appreciate what you both are doing. Thank you for taking the time uh, to talk to uh, not only myself, but uh, the listeners and the the consumers of the 205 Vibe. Keep up the great work. God bless you both and your families. And uh, again, thank you again for taking the time out to speak with us. Thank you, Earl. Thank you, Earl. And thank you, Mayor McNamara. Appreciate you taking time to be on our 205 Vibe for the second time. (laughs) You'll catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That was fantastic. Thank you for listening to the 205 Vibe Podcast. Subscribe to the 205 Vibe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening now. Check out the blog, videos, and news on rps205.com slash 205 Vibe.